Hi, and thank you for joining me today. This is Earth Save Nigeria podcast. Nigeria is going down the drain, and we believe we can save Nigeria through this platform. I am Emmanuel, and I've been studying Nigerian politics for over 15 years. Joining me today is Deji. He is a professional in the oil and gas industry, a chemist, a musician, and a political analyst. Mr. Deji, you are welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. It's my pleasure to be here today again. Well, thank you very much for coming. Today, we'll be discussing the top news headlines across Nigeria. We'll talk about the communication minister as he denies saying Nigeria will spend 14 years in jail if they fail to get the NIN number. Unknown government attacked the ex-CBN governor, Governor Soludo, and killed three policemen. On corruption, the US has said human rights abuse is pervasive under our own Saint, uh, president, Saint Buhari's government. Just before I continue, let me remind you, you and your friends can win up to 25,000 Naira by watching any of my videos. The goal is that five people will win 5,000 Naira. Uh, the people behind this will like to remain anonymous, but I appreciate the goodwill. It is just the beginning as the goal here is to help 5,000 Nigerians every month. All you need to be a part of this promotion is to subscribe to this YouTube channel and then make comments on our videos. Also, you need to end each comment with hashtag PortSaveNigeria. You can increase your chances of winning by making as many comments. Back to our news headline. The next story reminds me of when I'm in the body house. That's my secondary school. This is because this is how this government is treating Nigerians. The communication minister said Nigerians without NIN number could be jailed for 14 years, although he then denies saying it. He said he was quoted out of context, uh, even though there are videos of him saying it. It is just interesting that they think that they can just threaten us the way they want. And that is why some people call our country Hezu. Oh, that is shameful. But this became a meme on Twitter because if this happened, almost every household in Nigeria, can you believe it? We have one or more people in prison. In his own statement in the video, this is what he said. He said, national identity is a law and it is mandatory. And for you to even conduct certain activities in the country without this number is an offense. For you to get a voter's card in Nigeria based on section 27 of NIMC Act, he said it's an offense for you to open bank accounts, we continue. So he said, in summary, said section 29 says, if you do any of this in section 27 without obtaining the national identity, you have committed a crime that will lead to a fine and imprisonment of both. And this is 14 years. So that statement means that people will spend 14 years or is it that the press is too hard on him? No, I understand what he's trying to say. Like you, you read out there, there is a law that makes it mandatory for people to have NIN. And then for every law, there is consequences of not abiding by the law. Usually there'll be a provision to say, this is what the law says. You don't abide by the law. This is what happens to you. So in that sense, if the law says, if you don't have an eye number, uh, cannot do business, that should be the end. The, the, the aspect of, oh, 
you go to prison, I think it's a bit extreme, even though it might have been written in the law that if you don't, I think the, the worst case is that you don't have NI, then you don't have a bank account, you cannot use a mobile phone, you cannot do anything. I think some people might still choose to just opt for that, okay? But the, the aspect of saying, if you don't have NI number, you go to prison, that's, that's, that cannot happen. If you don't have NI number, you don't get the benefits attached to having it. I think that's simple enough. But again, I think it's it's frustrating that we have so many systems in Nigeria that are not in sync, okay? We, sensors, I don't know the last time we did sensors in Nigeria, we don't know the numbers, we don't actually have the accurate numbers of the number of uh, the Nigerian, the population. Then came the time when we needed to do BVN. So we did BVN, uh, a lot of people traveled all around the world trying to find a way of doing their BVN. The BVN captured biometric data, the data, and the biometric data that um, that they captured is exactly the same biometric data they want to capture again for NI number. So, why can't we just read this data across? Although I think there have been news of oh, if you already have BVN, it can generate automatically generate NI number for you. But that's not the case for majority of people. I've seen people who got their NI number automatically from their BVN. I've seen maybe one or two, and I've seen majority of people who have BVN, but they don't have NI. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the funny thing about it is that when the government is coming up with this kind of system, they'll just make an announcement overnight and then expect people in the next one or two months to have had their NI number. And also considering that this was happening in the middle of a global pandemic, in a pandemic. So you expect people to go out and queue join this long queue to, to get their BVN, to get their NI number, it's, it's, it doesn't make any sense, you see? Mm-hmm. So I think it, it was a good plan or a good idea to have that. This is something we should have had in a long time. Remember, we have the national identity card that is still there. They still use your national identity card. So how come people have national identity card that has an ID number? People have the passports that they travel with. I understand that not everybody will have a passport. People have driver's license, people have BVN, and we still have problem identifying people. So I think we have a big problem in Nigeria, to be honest. I hope that this N9 number they are trying to do will be a single form of identity where you can centralize everything. I hope so. But the way they're going about it is, I think it's wrong. Yeah, and uh, uh, another concern people have about this is that at the moment, we are having uh, policing in Nigeria is a problem. And when you have laws like this, people feel that it is not helping in terms of policing. Because if you say people need to, people that doesn't have, or people that, uh, let me go back to that. We said, if you are voting in this country, the people voting, were allowed to vote by INEC. He said, if you open a bank account, the people that open the bank account, they open it in a bank. They didn't open the account themselves. So these are places where the government has failed to organize those laws, as you said, to sync it, because the laws are not in sync with each other. And again, we have passports, we have BVN, we have NIH, Voters card. <laughs> we, have, we have so many stuff. So I just, uh, uh, I just think uh, I will agree with many people because many people 
uh, on this case feels that the government is confused <laughs> well i think i think you, you everybody will majority of people would agree that the government indeed is confused uh, like i said we have so many forms of identification that we need to you know, just put together take for instance in the uk if you have the ni number which you need you require to be able to work if you also have a driver's license Okay, so with your driver's license, it's connected to your NI these days. With your name, date of birth, and address, practically anybody can identify you on the government system. With your NI number, name, and date of birth, easily people can identify you because gradually a lot of systems kind of work together to be able to identify people. So I think we need to get to that stage in Nigeria where we have database that makes it easy for you to identify people or even take for instance if you want to apply for a nigerian passport this is an experience that, that someone close to me had in the past you've applied for nigerian passports you've been given one and then the one you had is expiring or expired and you want to renew it go back to the nigerian commission you want to renew your passport and they are telling you sorry we cannot find your fingerprint on the system anymore it's 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 funny you see it's funny so you've carried you've carried a passport around for five years or four years and then at the point of renewal they are telling you that they cannot find your fingerprints on the database anymore and then they will recapture your fingerprint and then they will be complaining that because we cannot match your new fingerprint with the one we have on the system or the one they don't have then they will delay issuing you a new passport you see what if, that the problem, yeah. if there's a problem in the airport and they could not verify that person's passports, maybe in another country, so that means that many people will end up in prison in other countries. Yeah, it could become a problem. So you see, and these, these are the things that we need to work on. I hope that this NI number will be a starting point for us to begin to gather data uh, that we can use to identify ourselves, that we can use to be able to can use to do things better. We still need sensors in Nigeria because we need to know exactly how many are we in Nigeria. What's what's the number? I see people throwing data around, and I don't believe, to be honest, majority of people will not believe the data that's coming out of Nigeria because we don't have that system in place. When we say we are 200 million, I think that's just an estimate. We we don't know. Probably we are more than that. We don't know. People will say, oh, there are 50 million PhDs students in Nigeria. How did you come about that figure? We, we have issues with data in Nigeria that we need to work on and until we work on that, we're not able to plan effectively because how do you know the number of people who are jobless? How do you know the number of people who are earning below certain level? How do you know the number of people, you know, that are earning above a particular level? So we don't have that data in Nigeria. Even most companies, they don't pay their taxes correctly because they, we, we don't have the data on how much they are making. So we, it's, it's a big problem that we have in Nigeria. When the BVN thing was being done, it was meant to solve certain problems in terms of uh, discouraging money laundry to make sure that when people have BVN, you can track their transactions across all other banks. You see, but it has not solved the problem. It has not solved the problem. To be honest, uh, it could be tiring sometimes. So uh, if you're just joining us, this is Port Save Nigeria podcast. Uh, subscribe to this channel. 
I believe we can save Nigeria together through this platform. Remember, you can contribute to this show by sending a voice message through the link that I will show in the description. And also, my guest today is Deji. He's a professional in the oil and gas industry, a chemist, is a musician and a political analyst. Uh, Mr. Deji, thank you for joining me. My pleasure. Yeah, and also, guys, don't forget, continue to make comments, subscribe to this channel. You can win 5,000 Naira. Five, uh, five people are going to win 5,000 Naira, and it's going on. And this brings us uh, to the issue of security. Unknown gunmen on Wednesday attacked the former uh, governor of CBN, Governor Soludo, and killed the three policemen attacked to him. This happened when he was having an interactive session between him and some youths in his hometown. They called the town Isuofia in Aguata local government area, Nanabra State. Remember, the former governor of CBN has shown interest in the governorship race in Anabra State under the platform of All Progressive Grant Alliance, that is APCA. The report came that the three policemen were shot by the gunmen, although Soludo himself was taken to a safe place after the incident. Uh, our thoughts and prayers are with the family members of these policemen but it is now clear that no one is saved in this country. Events like this now happen on a regular basis all around the country. Some people are saying that this is the work of the Eastern Security Network, we call them the ESN. Uh, but one thing is clear, if it happened in the North, people will say it is Boko Haram. If this happened in the West, people will say it is killer headsmen. I just hope it's not bigger than we think because I know definitely the more you look, the less you see. It's, 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 it's a big challenge. The issue of security is a big challenge. There has been issue of killer headsmen, issue of Bukwaram, issues all around. I think let's not forget this is election period now. People are preparing, you know, people are making their intentions known to run for offices. And let's not forget that people still play dirty politics. And it shouldn't be encouraged at all. People fighting for power shouldn't get to the stage where you start killing to get power. So, again, Politics is such a dangerous game. People, people always say a lot of people believe that it is, it is a dangerous game, and that's why people, a lot of people, want to run away from politics because people still do this do or die kind of politics. So we don't know what happened in this particular case, and I believe police have arrested maybe four people. I think, according to the latest news that we're seeing online, that the police have arrested a few people connection to that attack and they are investigating what's happening so hopefully maybe in, in due course we'll find out what actually happened who sent them what their purpose or why or i think um, not having the detailed information of what happened i think we're just going to leave it open for now to say 
could have been anybody it could have been from any source it could have been for whatever reason but whatever reason that was it's there's no justification for that and like you said again uh, our thoughts are with the families of those who have loved who have lost loved ones through this attack yeah and uh, that, that is it we can't really say at this time and even because of the investigation there should be a limit to what people say about it uh, but uh insecurity and all this event is now following a different trend now gunmen are now attacking uniformed men they are now attacking uh the last time in uh, there, there was uh assistant commissioner of police that was attacked when he went home to aquaibom and uh there was a particular time that uh, soldiers were attacked now three policemen is it uh, not like uh, the, the gunmen are now having more confidence to attack uniformed men? Is that not a problem that the government needs to focus on? The, the security forces in Nigeria, they need to be trained, and be trained as well. They are dealing with um, a lot of challenges. It's, it's not easy. I think we could, we could complain about the state of security in the country. We could complain about nature of people who are actually in the police force or in the military how many of them actually wanted to be officers how many people had the vision that oh when i grow up i'm going to become a policeman how many people voluntarily and willingly say this is what i want to do many people end up in that position because they don't have another option again we need to go look at the qualification what qualification is required for you to join the force you know so we need to go back to so many things but again let's remember that these people are also human beings they have families they have people who, who they are looking after they have people who they are responsible for as well so beyond the uniform that the police officers wear they are human beings behind not all of them are bad so when things like this happen when police have been attacked by whatever group of people whatever people it's, it's a tough thing it requires for them to be trained and retrained again that goes down to them having the right facility the right equipment it's, it's not news again that in the past people have stolen money that was meant for for the force for them to buy ammunitions and things like that it's not new anymore uh, we hear that over and over again that the money that is allocated to these people has been stolen by politicians so it's a big problem in the issue of security it's a big problem and there's still so many things about the security that people use it for political gains so we don't know where the, this is coming from we've been talking about Boko Haram for a long time how come the source of their supply has not ended you know who is giving them food who is giving them money who is providing the ammunitions they are using you know they are living in the forest for only god knows how many years how are they getting their supplies these are basic questions that we've not been able to answer in nigeria so yeah i think way, some people just enjoy yeah, yeah. yeah this week the presidency came out to say that uh, the people uh, they have a link that some people sponsoring boko haram they are in the uae that's the so although they said they are going to make more announcement later 
but what proof what, what proof do they have yeah but they, but, but they have no proof and uh, additionally this trend uh, before gunmen uh, it's just uh, it's just something that keeps coming uh, but recently people are talking about the government uh, paying uh, for ransom can this be another source of income for them Yes, the, the government's been paying for I I know, um, in fact, I saw a cartoon recently where many people now choose to, that being, being the kidnapper or this ex-man, uh, it's more lucrative now because the government is kind of negotiating with them and giving them money or whatever they're giving them. It shouldn't be encouraged. Uh, shouldn't be encouraged at all. So, like you said, the, the, the more you look, less you see it's such a complex system and i'm very careful to not not to assume what i don't know because there's yeah. so many things going on behind the scene that we don't know about yeah it's such a complex it's just a complex system yeah so thank you very much uh if you are joining us uh, and if you are listening to this you are in the right place i am emmanuel i've been studying nigerian politics for over 15 years and with me is DJ, he's a political analyst, a DJ, a musician. And next we are going to talk about corruption. The United States has said human rights abuse is pervasive under President Buhari's government. They accuse uh, the Buhari government of embracing corruption and stifling press freedom. According to the reports, the U.S. Department of State said Nigerian authorities are guilty of massive corruption. They also expressed concern about corruption in Nigeria, adding that there were numerous government corruption allegations last year. So they said many high-profile ones remain pending in courts, that is corruption cases, due to administrative or procedural delays. If you remember in 2015, during the election, one of the reasons Nigeria voted for President Muhammadu Buhari is because people felt the Jonathan administration is very, very corrupt. And uh, I believe many people like me are thinking our president sent Buhari is a saint and is not corrupt. I don't know. Let me know your opinion in the comments. You can put this opinion in the comment section. But uh, Mr. DJ, is it, uh, can we believe the US uh, in, in this uh, report? In my opinion, we don't need, we don't need the United States um, to tell us <laughs> that our political leaders are corrupt or that there's corruption in Nigeria. We don't need them. Um, average, an average Nigerian will see that the, the way things are working but are not working, so to speak. So I don't think um, whatever report that is coming from the United States, the Department of State, is just a confirmation of what many Nigerians already know or what they are already experiencing. Um, yeah, because because if you look at this report, the same report said they can't confirm that people died during the NSAS uh, protest. So it means that uh, anything that this report is saying, we Nigerians, we feel the brunt, we feel this pain. And as you said, it's just a confirmation because there are people 
that died during the NSAS uh, protests and there are interviewed people coming out to say, to show their injuries, to show their wounds, to show, to tell about the loved ones they missed. So, but, but one thing is, I just think the, the US is making this report, but what are they doing to help us reduce uh, corruption? Because many of our politicians uh, take money to US, like our president is running to UK now for treatment. And it was because they are states them in those countries. So is there anything that the US can do more than just uh, writing reports? I think um, what, what, they, what they can do is to spend more time looking at people who have um, political offices or who are political office holders in the sense of what, for example, if you live in the US or you live in the UK, you are expected to explain the source of your wealth. People will ask you questions, how did you make this money? Where did you come from? Even if you want to buy property, people want to they want to have evidence to trace the money you're using to buy the property. So if that happens to people who are residents in those countries, they should be able to do the same for people who are bringing money from outside to spend in the US or in the UK. Yeah, I don't know what measures are in place to ensure that people don't take stolen money from another country and bring it to their economy because what we've seen in the past is that people steal this money, they take it outside to the UK, the US or whatever, they take them to spend the money there. Maybe later on in the future, then the government of that country will say, yes, we've tracked this stolen money to our country and then we'll try and return it to wherever it came from. And that will have been several years down the line, you know, before they will return the money. Recently, they were talking about the stolen money from um, Bielsa that they were returning to Nigeria, you know. So, you, you remember how, how long that's taken for, for that money to be returned, you know? Like so, 10 years or to, 11 years? Yeah, so we need to, we need to, the, the, the Western government need to help in the sense that when somebody is traveling to their country, as a political leader, they should be able to investigate the source of the money they are bringing, which is quite simple. They, they, they can get that from their tax returns, if, which is the easiest way to, to track people's money. If you're working, if you have not declared how much you've earned, you cannot spend more than what you're earning. Essentially, that's the way it works because some of this money, people don't pay tax on them. They just take money, steal money, and then bring them to another country. So. If you cannot provide your your incomes and the sources of your income, if, if you cannot provide information on that, then they shouldn't be accepting their money. Yeah, yeah, that, that's good. So, and uh, just in addition, uh, the Nigerians in the UK, they, uh, they demonstrated yesterday against the President Wari's uh, visit to the UK for medical checkup. There has been a lot of mixed reaction to this. Some people feel there's no need for that demonstration. Other people feel it is right that the president should not come to the UK. Is there anything you'd like to say to that? I think um, the United Kingdom will not stop um, the 
president of Nigeria coming to the UK. I don't think they will stop him. He has a right to travel. But I think we just need to look at our own issues that are doing this from our own side of things. I think one of the things the Medical Association of Nigeria they are asking for fact that there should be a law that will stop president or top political leaders from traveling to outside Nigeria for medical purposes. So if we want to undo this, let's make it a law in our own country rather than asking the UK government to stop the president from coming. I think the only reason why, in as much as I would have loved that the UK government or the American government can do something, well, I think it is our responsibility as a nation to, to put that in place such that we have some form of law in place that will say the moment you become the president or the moment you become a political leader of a particular uh, office that you're holding in, in government, you cannot travel out for medical reasons, except in extreme cases where we know that we cannot handle this in Nigeria, but such extreme cases should not even happen if we channel all our energy and resources Remember, you and your friends can win 25,000 Naira by watching any of the videos, clicking on the like button and making comments. From now till the end of April, that April 30, five people will win 5,000 Naira. You can participate and win by subscribing to the YouTube channel and also by making comments on any of the videos. The condition is that the comment should end with the hashtag #BotSafeNigerian. You can make as many comments as you wish to increase your chances. Just that each comment should end with hashtag #BotSafeNigerian. The lucky winners will be announced on the 1st of May 2021. The people behind the award would like to remain anonymous, but I appreciate them. This is just the beginning. The goal is to help 5,000 Nigerians every month. If you would like to help people in this regard, you can get in touch. I know some of you definitely will not like this money, but you can share this information with your friends and family so that they can benefit. Also, please, you need to share this video and continue to make comments. Just as a disclaimer, don't send me a message to choose your comments. I will not be the one to select these comments. I will only announce the names given to me. Don't forget you can contribute to this show by sending a voice message through the link in the description. And if you'd like to listen to more discussion about this, subscribe to my YouTube channel and subscribe, follow the podcast, and you will be notified about future upload. Once again, before I go, my guest today is Deji. He's a political analyst, he's a chemist, he's a DJ, he's a musician. Mr. DJ, thank you for joining me today on this show. Thank you so much with, with all the titles that you've given me. <laughs> ah, yeah, you are, you are, you are Jack of the <laughs> and you are a master of Thank you. So, it's been nice having a conversation today. So thank you all and I'll see you next week.